Hello, hello, and welcome to 100% BS with Bella Solanat. I am your freaking host. Hello. All right, guys, I'm freaking fired up right now. I'm just sitting on my couch in Boston. Let me set the stage for you. I like when people on podcasts set the stage, especially when there's no video. I'm pausing on video, which I mentioned in the last episode. Um, because I just can't right now. Okay. And it's more important for me to just hop on the mother effing mic and send it, you know, that's the priority. So yes, I'm sitting here in Boston. It's frigid out. It is so frigid. It's so cold out. I'm not a fan. There's snow on the ground, but that's fine. Uh, And I'm cozied up in my apartment here, um, visiting my sister and I'm sitting on the couch and I have my podcast set up with me. I traveled with it like a traveling salesman, podcast man. Here I am. (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah, basically today is Monday, February 7th and shit is going down in the world as usual, as it has been going down. And I'm sitting here with a warm cup of tea. I feel like Africa Brooke here with my tea. She's always sipping on tea and I will pause to sip tea and I will not cut out the sips. That's what's going to happen today. Yum. Okay. So, um, I'm sitting here on the couch and a lot of stuff is happening out in the world. Primarily one of the biggest things is Joe Rogan is under fire. What's new guys. I feel like they, the mob of some kind has been after him for years, but now finally they're really, really trying to hit home and trying to cancel him. They're trying to get him to platform. Like they're going for the head and it's, There's a lot to unpack here, which is why I'm here sitting, sitting here today on my dandy, lovely couch to talk to you about it because I have so many thoughts and I shared a few on Instagram just in a text post the other day and have been sharing a little bit on my stories, but I just wanted to breathe more nuance into it and breathe more complexity into it by having this solo rant because there's just so many things to cover here. And it's really interesting to me because I think so many, um, cultural issues are really meeting all together right now. And it's really fascinating. So basically, um, for those who don't know, which I can't imagine that you don't know what's going on if you listen to this podcast, because I feel like you guys are with it. But so um, basically, Joe Rogan our boy, our homie, has been under fire because of spreading quote-unquote misinformation on his podcast. Now, yes, he has guests on that are, you know, all sorts of backgrounds, have all sorts of opinions and perspectives, etc. I have the opinion that he does a pretty good job already of bringing people on from all different perspectives. Um, of course everyone could do it better, but like, what's, it's not really a point sometimes. Like what I'm trying to say is sometimes people's shows are not meant to be a complete coverage of the entire spectrum of every idea on earth. Like sometimes you actually go to it because it's a different perspective than this other person. And so at first, Rogan's response was like, hey, guys, sorry, I've like hurt people's feelings. Um, you know, I'm sorry that you think it's misinformation, something along those lines. But the interesting part was he's pointing out the the number one problem here the, where this started is the term misinformation. OK, this is in line with like this whole trust the science 
like term that doesn't make any sense really. And this idea of misinformation is like so easy to break down because so many things that the mainstream narrative and the health health officials labeled as misinformation ended up being true. And like, it's so easy to connect this, right? I can just list out three examples. Okay. Lockdowns. If you question lockdowns, that was probably labeled as misinformation. Now we're coming out today. Everyone is, is there's all, all whoop, blah. there's all of these articles coming out basically saying how, yeah, lockdowns basically did nothing. Cloth masks. Okay. 18 months ago, I was starting to read and see that people were saying cloth masks don't do shit. They don't work. They're not actually an effective mechanism to stop the virus from spreading. 18 months ago, that was misinformation and people were completely taken off of social media for saying that. And today the CDC is admitting and saying, yeah, cloth masks don't work. Okay, sick. What's misinformation 18 months ago is now fact when the health authorities say it. Like, that's nonsense. That is literally nonsense. You can't say it until the arbiter of truth presents it as as fact like that's preposterous behavior right vaccines okay it's like literally bill maher the other day on his show was saying how vaccines don't stop transmission and if you said that six months ago again you would be labeled a crazy conspiracy theorist misinformation blah 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 danger to society And now it's true. Like the freaking CDC is saying this. So it's just three very quick examples of this term misinformation that is meaningless. Again, like we we take the meaning away from words when we use them in a way that is not relevant. Like Joe Rogan spreading misinformation. What does that mean? He's having conversations with different experts and scientists talking about data and all these different comp you know, complex things that contribute to how we make sense of the pandemic and they label it as misinformation. When right now, if you talk on your Instagram story and you say vaccines are 100% effective at stopping transmission, no one gives a shit. No one labels that as misinformation, but that's wrong. That counts as misinformation, but because it is pro encouraging people to get the vaccine, then it's fine. Right? So this kind of brings me to my next point where This is really about the fact that Joe Rogan, as an individual and also as like a principle and an idea of free speech, is completely challenging and exposing the lies from the establishment. Okay. And like, I feel so, I feel confident right now saying this stuff because like, I. A, like I scrutinize myself a lot in my own head, trying to be like, am I being the crazy person here? Like, does this not make sense? Right. Like, I try to take some time before I like say definitive statements. And I usually am still like, I'm still open to being wrong on that. But time and time again, specifically with COVID, this is what we've been seeing. Like all you have to do is follow the money and follow the like power trail. And it shows you what's happening. Right. So the problem is Joe Rogan is challenging this. He's having people on who are not mainstream media, mainstream narrative approved. And they are presenting ideas that are dismantling their narrative. And when their narrative gets dismantled, they lose power and they lose influence and they lose money too because of the conflict of interest, right? All you have to do is look up one video that shows you how many news channels are sponsored by Pfizer. Do you really think that a news channel that is getting money from the pharma company is then going to be able to say on air that the that their product doesn't work or suggest in any way, shape or form that you shouldn't get their product? 
Obviously not. Like that's so easy to understand. That's basic conflict of interest 101. Okay. So the issue here with Rogan, and this is like bigger than Rogan, right? I think that's why this is really heating up so much is because it's not just about Joe Rogan as an individual. Like I'll get to the fact that a lot of people are defending him as a person and like the dynamics of that, but it's a bigger picture here. And like, we know this because it started as the misinformation issue, which they've been already giving him shit. Like he got COVID a while ago and took ivermectin and a bunch of other like drugs. Like he took monoclonal antibodies, et cetera. And CNN, you know, put that video of him and they made it more yellow. So he looked more sick and they said he's taking horsey wormer, right? Like they've been on this train of trying to um, discredit him and the people he talks to. And so because that didn't work, right, because, you know, he issued his apology, which I think that that was actually a good leader move. Like, I think that's what a proper leader does. You know, he apologizes and takes ownership. He's not necessarily blaming anyone. I think he did a good job of outlining what I just said about like the whole misinformation term and how that doesn't really um, always it's not really true when you label things misinformation. Some things are just like not popular or not in line with consensus. And so I thought that that video was, was good. And I think like it honestly showed it's funny because it showed people like, oh, he's actually a like a, a considerate, reasonable guy. Right. It's just really funny when people label him as like this crazy alt-right, like racist, whatever, which we'll get to the racist part. Um, like they just label him as this bigot and this extremist guy. And then they're like, Oh wait, he's like kind of nice question mark. Like he's actually a regular sort of dude in a sense. And so I thought that that video was, um, really good because it just showed you like he he's willing to, um, address it. And I think sometimes like not addressing it is the right move. Like the Streisand effect, like the, there's something called the Bar Barbara Streisand effect where, um, it's the story where Barbara Streisand's like house, someone took a picture of her house and like put it on the, in the news. And then she tried to get it taken down. And because she was like addressing it, that it actually spun out of control. So in a way, the mainstream media focusing on Rogan is a is making the Streisand effect worked in his favor, but then Rogan responding to mainstream media also kind of like amplifies the Streisand effect of, oh, like you're not supposed to be listening to this guy. And then people go and listen to him more because you're talking about him. And then people also look into the controversy more because he responded to it. So let me gather my thoughts here and grab a sip of tea. Okay. So yeah, basically that's my thoughts on that. I think the video was fine. And I think that that's like an okay thing to do. And I thought it was good in the end. Like I actually think it helped his case out for him to be like, I'm going to do better. Like I'm going to try harder, et cetera. I honestly don't think actually that he owes it to anyone to have more like differing views on. Like I actually don't think he owes that to anybody. I think you get to use your voice in the way that you want. Like this is also a core issue of this is his, his like making people cater to your exact wants and needs. Like that is so fucking entitled to think that everybody else and this person, just because they have a massive platform has to talk about this issue and they have to be well-rounded about what they say. Like, no, they fucking don't. They don't like, I know that that's inconvenient and that's not great. And that's like, not, you know, the perfect representation of every opinion, but like, who the fuck does that? And if you do that, like good job, that's good. But also like, 
you don't really need, you don't have to represent every freaking view on earth. Like you literally don't. And trying to do that is what waters the message down. Like the reason that Rogan's popular and why he's so successful is because he's authentic as fuck. Like he has reverence to the truth, meaning he's willing to have the conversations that other people won't have because they're scared about like what the social approval, what, what their social approval status will get to. Like, I don't think he really cares about that. And again, I'm like, it's funny because we're talking about an individual and there's a lot of assumptions here and I don't actually know him, even though you can get to know him pretty well because you can listen to literally thousands of hours of him speaking, but nonetheless, like, you know, again, we don't know him personally. So that is an interesting thing here that we're all like talking about a, an individual and like their opinions and stuff, which is just so fascinating to me. But that's why I think it's actually more than that. Like what we're talking about here is the broader effect of what happens when an individual, an independent thinker, an independent person gains so much influence, but they're not necessarily driven by like power or conflict of interest. Like, yes, he's getting paid a lot of money. He makes a lot of money for what he does, but I would say it's a lot different than things like CNN and and like other individuals because the agenda is really just conversation, right? Other people, like let's say CNN, for example, like their agenda is not just truth. Like they, I think are driven more by how much, how many viewers can we get? Are we making our constituents happy? Like, are we satisfying our donors? Right? Like they're getting money from like, just follow the paper trail. That's really what shows you. Yes. Rogan's being paid by Spotify, but like, okay, well he doesn't owe Spotify anything really. And I'm not really like a hundred percent, um, knowledgeable, I guess, on like the dynamics of his freaking contract with Spotify. But I think that it's pretty safe to say he's not necessarily driven by like greed power. Like, I think it's just not, that's just not the connection there for me. Um, Okay. So to finish my point about what this is really about, basically, I think it's pretty obvious that when you as an, as an individual are a dissenter to the mainstream narrative, that it is very likely that you will face a lot of backlash, but not just individual backlash. Like that's normal. I think people are totally entitled to critiquing people, to having a negative opinion of someone like you're completely entitled to that. And that's actually not what I'm saying at all. What's happening here is the mob mentality. This is where cancel culture comes in and this mob behavior of taking someone down in like this group effort. And the more people that like join into it, it's like, ah, like we've gained more power. Like, fuck this guy, deplatform him, like get rid of him. And it's like mounting all this pressure on in, in a, in effort to get rid of this person. Right. And like, get rid of the perspectives and ideas that they're sharing. It's like, basically the mob mentality is completely against free speech and is more concerned with making sure that anybody who disagrees with them basically like can't make a living or that nobody listens to them. Right. So it's, it's crazy because it's like people hopping onto hop onto the train then for social approval. And this is the fascinating aspect to me about how kind of like consciousness and 
individuality and communication come together is people see that they're people see a group a group attacking him and so they join in on the on the group because they think that they will get some sort of some sort of social reward for agreeing with the fact that this guy sucks right the interesting thing here would be to challenge um if now there's social approval approval for supporting him but i still feel like when you're going against the mainstream like you actually have more at risk because of being deplatformed. Like I legitimately think about as I'm trying to grow this podcast and like my presence online, like I, I do get scared of like, God, like the, the censorship is getting so out of control. Like I am a little guy in the game here and like I could be taken quote unquote taken out of the game if I like present an opinion that's against mainstream. So that's why like, I think that there's less quote unquote social incentive to go against the mainstream because there's like a literal apparatus fighting against you when you are the dissenter, right? Versus if you agree with the mainstream, like, great, you fell in line, like, we don't care, you like, great. There's literally nothing to worry about. Like, you're just gonna help drive our agenda more. So like, we don't care, right? If you go against the agenda, the mainstream narrative or whatever it is, like there's an actual cost happening. Like we're building a culture that completely disincentivizes disagreeing with consensus. And that's extremely problematic. So- that's why I think like, that's really what this is about. So the next layer of this is that people compiled this, um, video, the video compilation of Joe Rogan saying the N word like a bunch of times and saying a, uh, get, like t- telling a story that like pretty blatantly comes off as racist basically is what it looks like like it does not look good there's really no way to spin it positively at all um and so yes like i think everybody agrees unless you honestly most reasonable people agree like yes he shouldn't have said the n-word like i think everybody agrees with that i'm pretty sure that that's like not really up for um debate other than like understanding context and the times right because here's the thing and two wrongs don't make a right this is not what i'm saying but I think it's important to address that like there was a time a decade ago or more that like there was this like on we were we were unsure of like if you could say it or not the n-word right and like I know people maybe will get mad at me for even saying this but like and this doesn't excuse it but it's like it's just to understand the context of it like either the context matters or it doesn't this again doesn't excuse like in the 70s like guys like I think, you know, instances of crime and like sexual abuse and all this stuff, like there was more inequality against women, right? Because that was what happened in the time. That was what was normalized. And I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm saying we have to understand also that we have to take that into account. If we're talking about something from back then, we can all agree like today that doesn't fly. But I think you have to understand that like part of it is yeah, I'm trying to think through how to say this. Like, I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's just that was what people did back then. Like, that's not even it. It's more like, OK, th- this is what I'm trying to get out here, because I, I think that what he, the video compilation is like horrible. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's like really I wish that it was not a real thing like that sucks. And that's not ideal at all. And here's the thing, though, like the the greater the bigger point here is I I really mean this. I don't think that they, and when I say they, I mean like the people trying to cancel him, the people trying to 
deplatform him, mainstream media, like all these people. Like, I don't think that they would care about that video compilation if it wasn't for the fact that he is such a threat to their agenda and like all the COVID, all the political power structure, mainstream narrative bullshit. Like, I really don't think they would care. And you know why I think that? Because there are other people who support the narrative and have shadowy pasts and no one gives a shit. You know why? Everybody has a shadowy past. Literally everyone. Like, This is the scary thing about cancel culture is like we go into people's dark past and into their closet and pull out all the skeletons and display them to the world. And it's like, okay, you think that you don't have skeletons? You don't think that you're imperfect? Like you're setting up this world of zero possible redemption if you fucked up a while ago. Even if today, like you, you know, have worked through the shadows and you've like come to terms with them. It's like, no, let's take those out and expose them to the entire world to see and to embarrass you so you're out of a job and don't get anybody like to listen to you for something you did 20 years ago. Like, and again, there's extremes to this because I'm not talking about like us finding out that Rogan fucking murdered 20 people. Like, okay, hello, different extremes here, right? And even then, oh my God, Dave Chappelle has this really, really funny bit where he talks about um, Cosby and like how the guy had, had like, you know, made history with TV and like with with um and entertainment and all this, but obviously like has a horrible, horrible, uh, like people found out that he sexually abused a bunch of women. Anyway, that's a aside about a bit and how like he was saying how, yes, those are all true, but he also like has really good TV. Um, so anyway, as you guys can tell, I'm fucking going off. Like I really, my filter, it's funny because I'll think about like, oh, like if I want to do conscious expression, like if I want to teach people how to communicate better, like, can I swear? Like, can I, can I like go on rants like this? And yeah, you know what? I fucking can. You know why? Because anybody who really like is paying attention to my energy and my intention here, like just because you're coming from a place of love and just because you are someone who like, you know, practices good communication skills, like by no means does that suggest I can't be passionate and rant or that I can't swear or that I can't like crack jokes. Right. Like literally just existing by existing, you're going to offend someone. So just because I do these rants, like in, again, I'm, we're, we all justify ourselves to death. So like, I recognize that that's what I'm doing right now. But anyway, I just wanted to a quick aside that like, I think you can be a really good communicator and like someone who's rooted in love and compassion and still drop F bombs and like make jokes and all that stuff. And because you're going to fucking offend someone, like it's literally impossible to not do that. You can be frolicking through a field with your baby, enjoying your life. And someone's going to be like, you're going to kill your baby. Okay. So whatever, that's my aside. Um, Okay. Plowing right through. Okay. Um, Okay. So here's the next piece of this. What I have been thinking about is this, um, basically what like the angry mob is demanding here. Right. And, and the question like, should you, this is like the, 
like the general you, whether this is Joe Rogan or this is literally you or me or anybody like, should you cater yourself and explain yourself to the angry mob? And I saw, um, something today, someone, this, this account that's like definitely very, very liberal leaning, um, posted this person's tweet that was saying like, never apologize to the mob. Like don't ever like, uh, what's it called? Don't ever back down. Like don't apologize to them, whatever. And this account's reaction to that tweet was like, that's fucking pathological. Like that's messed up. Okay. So I generally agree because I think taking ownership and apologizing and those kinds of things. Like, I think that's good. And I think it's important to, um, in any positive functioning relationship, it's of course important to address what the other person is saying to you and their feelings and all those things. And like anything that you've done wrong, it's important to own up to that. However, we're not dealing with a one-on-one relationship here where in this example, Joe Rogan's wife is mad at him for something and he's refusing to apologize. Okay. We need to be clear that this is very, very fucking different when there is a mob of people, literally thousands of people angry at you. We are in different dynamics. Okay. This is not a one-on-one or even one to small group community relationship here where you're like addressing their concerns and apologizing because like, that's obviously the normal functioning thing to do in a relationship. Like we're in this internet age where thousands and thousands of people, I think Rogan right now probably has millions of people can be angry at you. And I honestly don't think that you have to explain yourself to those kinds of people because I don't think that they actually give a shit about him or what's happening. I really don't. And like, yeah, like the reason why I don't think he actually, let me, let me clarify here. So I think it was good for him to apologize about the like whole N word compilation video. Like, I think that that was fine. I think that that's okay for him to do. And I think it was good for him to do. Like, I think it probably would have been a bad look for him to not address it at all. At the same time, I think it's important to recognize that people have the right individuals to not have to explain themselves to every single time that like a huge mob of people is angry at them. And part of that is because apologizing and like sort of catering and like, yeah, like catering to this huge group of people's perspective and opinion every time. Like I'm talking extremes here, like this one time. Sure. But I have a feeling that people are going to keep digging up things about Rogan and compile all sorts of other videos about maybe his comments about transgender people. Like he has interesting opinions about transgender people and the transgender like issues. Like he has, he's talked about that a lot and someone could spin those and think that they are transphobic, right? I don't, I wouldn't doubt that they are going to go for that next. And then the question is like, should he keep apologizing? Should he keep being like, like addressing it every time? Because at what point 
does that like what I'm getting at here is this dynamic of how much does this group that doesn't actually like care about your well-being or like you could argue about like the wellness of society like I think on the surface level they do like obviously people want to feel like safe and racism is obviously a bad thing we want to do things to reduce the amount of racism in society, like maybe get rid of it. Like we, we, those are like noble things. Like I agree with those causes, but we're mixing in a different thing here when you have like the mob cancel culture coming in and yeah, I'm figuring this idea out like in real time. So it's not really perfect. And I like could be totally out of, out of line here, I guess. And like, Hmm. Like, okay, what I'm trying to say is knowing this is, okay. Mm, All right, all right, all right. Okay, guys, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay. This is tied to the Rogan issue because it's a really good example. So a lot of the things I'm saying are in that context and every situation is going to be different. So knowing that they're trying to cancel him, not because of like the actual, just that video of him being, you know, saying racist things, etc. Like it's a bigger picture here. It's that he has influence as a dissenting voice and that's problematic for their agenda. I think that that's obvious and I don't know. That's my perspective on that part. And so <sighs> what I'm trying to figure out is like who gets to be in charge of how Rogan uses his voice. That's what this is about. Who gets to be in charge of how you use your voice? Who is in charge about how anybody uses their platform? I think the answer is the individual. Like, yeah, I'm just like in my head, I'm like spiraling through the counter arguments to this, but I'm going to stop doing that and just fucking say it because it's like exhausting to always have to pander to everybody else. And that's exactly what I'm saying that people shouldn't do. Like, People have a right to use their platform the way that they want. Like, oh my God, so controversial. That's what I fucking think. And you know why too? Because like, if I listened, anybody listened to what everybody else wanted me to talk about, I'm going to end up talking about shit that I don't actually, A, have expertise in and B, care about. And we're creating this culture where people are virtue signaling and like, talking about issues that they don't actually know about and that they feel forced to talk about. And that's what this cancel culture shit creates. It's it's this culture where people are performing and hopping on the bandwagon for every fucking cause because they think that if they don't, they'll be canceled or that the friend will hate them or they'll be called a freaking racist. Like we make everything so black and white and then people have no room for being an individual and like expressing their individual opinions about life in the world. Like I really care about communication and consciousness and spirituality and self-development and growth. And I care about current events. I care about health freedom. Like there's these things that I'm really passionate about. Like I don't want you to come to me for deep dives on like racist issues. I actually, I don't want you to come to me for that because there are other people who are way better at talking about that. And I'm not the person for that. I will talk to those people and I will talk about those ideas, but like, I'm not going to post every single day about those because I'm not actually like the go-to person on that. 
And you can be mad at that. You can say like, it's a race issue. It affects everybody, whatever. Sure. I agree again. Like I don't want my friend who's a pro at freaking, I don't know, (laughs) like the people who are, you know, really good at, uh, teaching spirituality and meditation. Like if that's their expertise, I'm going to them for that. I don't necessarily want them to then like become the activist for every other issue. Like that's what I'm getting at here. And I know that that's kind of unpopular, but I just think you create this very like fake world of people talking about issues that they don't actually know a know anything about in terms of like being productive about how do you like address this issue and that they don't actually care about. They're only doing it because they think that they have to do it. And then you walk around and you're like, how the fuck do I know if anybody's being honest? Like that's what happens with this culture is like in this example, Joe Rogan feels like he has to address the mob. He has to like say, maybe you guys. Yeah. I mean, I like, I think using the word mob makes sense because it's like an angry group of people trying to take someone down. Like that's really what, it is by definition. So that's the word I'm going to use. Um, yeah, like he, he, he's, he's addressing them for now. And I think that that's fine. Again, nuance complexity, like let's assume that there's nuance here, but, um, I don't think you have to do that forever. And like, no one gets to control your voice. Like they just don't, they want to, but they don't, you get to talk about what you want to talk about. And yes, I'm all for like, try to root yourself in love, try to see the other side, like keep an open mind. Like these are all principles that like, when I say these things, it should be assumed that that's the approach, right? Like to me, that's what conscious expression expression is like, that's my fucking bread and butter. And that's where I say, I'm doing the work, the self work like day in and day out to try to become a better person. Like I try to be really good with the words I use. I try to improve my communication I try to center myself and become grounded. I try to love people more. I try to see the other side. That is the baseline of what I'm doing. And then I go on the mic and I say what I want to say, right? Like after that, I can't fucking do anything about how you're going to interpret it. Like if you have hated 34 minutes of this and thought that everything was problematic, I honestly like... I will improve. I will try to improve and make it better. But at some point you have to just fucking speak and say your shit and fumble through it. Because if you try to pander to what everybody else wants you to say, you're gonna just be silent or you're going to be a complete facade of a human being. You're going to be a shell of a person who just takes on everybody else's opinion because you're not sure and you don't want to offend anybody. Like that is not the culture that I want to live in. And that's not a productive culture at all all like that is what this is about here it's this culture that we're creating with zero room for redemption and pushing people to address an angry mob of people who don't actually care about that person and like it's like so dehumanizing and completely void of nuance like we just eliminate all the complexity in these issues when we look at it black and white oh my god you support your rug and fuck you you're racist what i'm sorry what like fucking spare me the theatrics of that it is so insane to think that and you know what on the flip side if you're trying to cancel rogan you know what i'm critiquing that and i and i think it's you know i, I don't think that it's like well placed but that's also you're right and i'm gonna analyze that in the end like 
you know, I'm doing this whole analysis of like this woke culture and this cancel culture thing. And like, I'm very not in support of that, but that's also your right. Like people literally have a right to try to cancel Rogan. Like that's yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm nothing to do about that other than I will talk about it. And so that's why my final point here, what I wrote in my notes is that we're all hypocrites. We're all hypocrites. We're not consistent. Everybody has skeletons in their closet and literally nobody is safe in this culture that we're creating. And so the point is, it's not like, oh, everyone's a hypocrite. So let's give up on like trying to improve things and like trying to do a good job. It's just to recognize that like we need to be cautious of the essentially the audacity that we have to be so entitled and to think that when we perceive that someone is wrong or has the wrong opinion or that they're spreading this or that they're doing that, that we remember that like everything deserves nuance and complexity to be breathed into it. Everything does seriously. Like even extremes, like really, really even extremes. Like I'm a firm believer that we have to be able to talk about even the most taboo of things. Like there has to be a way to figure it out without completely shutting down and looking at life as black and white. Because in the end, like the ideas and the things that we talk about, they're not black and white almost ever. Like Maybe it's like extreme for me to say, even that things are not black and white, like nothing's black and white. Maybe there's a few extremes, but again, like we have to be able to function in a society where there's a lot of, like the only thing we should be assuming is that there is complexity. Like one of the best things you can do as a person, as an individual to make yourself happier is to not assume things, at least to not assume negatively. Like I try to assume the best. Like if I see something that I don't like, or I see a person posted something or said something that isn't aligned for me, my reaction is usually, okay, not for me. Moving on. That's it. Like, sure. If I think it's that dangerous, like maybe I'll say something, but most of the time it's like, I'm going to assume that there's more to that and I don't have time right now to get into it. So I'm going to move on from that. And so I think we just need to remember that we're just all hypocrites. Like we really are. Like I can't, I can't address every possible side of the story ever. Like it's impossible. And it actually like, I drive myself nuts trying to make sense to the most people and then I give up on it and I feel so much better because I just speak openly. And I think that's what we need to encourage is allowing people to exist in the gray and to understand that like no one is perfect and we set up this culture that like digs into people's skeletons and exposes them and wants to completely cancel them for that and all this shit. Like, I just think it's so unproductive. And like, because there is an argument for and against everything that we have to allow the nuance to live and to allow like the baseline to basically be, you know what? That's not for me. I don't like that either. Let's talk about it productively or I'm going to move on because this middle, what's happening now is like, it's not a conversation. It's millions of people 
millions of people forming an angry mob trying to tear tear down one person. That's not a conversation. That's an attack on one person. And it's not fucking productive. Like it's just not. And I work, that's like what scares me about this culture and this like society that we have happening here is people forgetting how nuanced things are and jumping to these conclusions. Also when they like, don't even have the information, how many people like, honestly, if, if, if most people that I see that like label Joe Rogan as like a bigot and a this and a that, I'm like, you literally have not listened to more than one episode of his. If you listen to his episodes regularly, like this is why the last piece of this that I'll talk about is how interesting it is that we like pick one person and we put all this energy into like either defending them or like trying to smear them type of thing. Or maybe there's something in the middle. Let me take a gulp of my chamomile tea. Um, Like, it's really interesting because in the end, like I just said, no one is perfect and everyone is just like a human being, just like doing their thing. And maybe it sounds too simple, but I find it really fascinating when we pick one person and we're like, what do you think about this person? And it's like, what do I think about this person? Like, I don't know. They're fucking complicated. They have a lot of things about them. They do a lot of things that I like. They do some things that I don't like. And like, that's kind of it. Like, I don't really know where else to go with that. Right. Like we have all the, I mean, I love those conversations. Like I'll often get into like these debates with people about like, Oh, Elon Musk. Okay. Like, is he a good guy? Is he evil? Like, what's the deal here? And the the conclusion for me in the end is like, I don't know. They're a fucking human. Like they do things that I agree with and that I like. They also do things that I don't like and that I disagree with. And they even sometimes do things that upset me. And I'm just like, okay, that's just like reality. That's just what it is. And then I just fucking move on with my life. And I don't spend all this time like freaking out if they're not made there, if they're not turning out to be what I exactly wanted them to be. Like, that's the version of this where we give our power away to other people. And we're like, oh my God, they have skeletons in their closet and they did something wrong 10 years ago. And like, they, you know, like were sexist this one time. Like I have to disregard their entire being like, Oh my God, that is just insane to me. Like that's the problem here is looking at like one person and treating them like a deity, like a God. And if like they don't live up to that, then we have to disregard them. Like it's the saying, like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, like fucking shit, dude, poor baby. Like don't do that. (laughs) Um, okay. This was long enough of a, rant and um if you got to this point thank you for listening i really really appreciate you before you um close out please 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 leave a positive review on apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this or leave a quick five-star review on spotify it takes two seconds and it helps me out so freaking much um a little life update as i as i sometimes give them um i am really trying to ramp up this year and grow my podcast and grow the work I do. And, um, it helps me a lot if this podcast has, uh, positive reviews and stuff, because it makes me a little bit more credible and, um, you know, helps me out trying to make a living out here folks. So yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening to this rant. And, um, again, assume nuance and complexity guys. Like I for sure said something in this rant that made zero sense. And I just, 
hope that if I give you the benefit of the doubt and the assumption that you're an imperfect human who's also a hypocrite and that that's totally okay, that that's all I ask in return. And also, you don't even need to. If you fucking hated this, fine. I'm actually just proud of you for listening to the whole thing because that's baller. If you're out here listening to perspectives that you don't like, I think that that's a really healthy thing to do. And if you did like it, send me love and let me know um, what you thought. Tag me while you listen to this episode. And um, yeah, I'm just so appreciative of you guys and I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Bye.